The Joy Unleashed show empowers and inspires women to reclaim their joy. We provide tools, resources, and connections to help you unlock your true potential through engaging conversations, expert insights, and transformative stories. We create a vibrant and inclusive community where women can break free from the limitations that hold them back. I'm joyologist Colleen Greco, and it is my honor to be your host. Let's get right into the show. Welcome back to Joy Unleashed. I'm your humble host, Colleen Greco, and today I want you to join me in welcoming Marcus Ogden to the show. Marcus is a former NFL player, business owner, turned motivational speaker and business coach. And he's the host of Get Authentic with Marcus Ogden uh, podcast, which has over 250 episodes, which, you know, that is, that's a dream for me. We're getting there. Um, but those episodes are filled with promise, power and purpose. Marcus shares that he likes to help others succeed where he failed. And we'll spend some time diving into that for sure. Throughout it all, though, I'd like to bet that he did it all with joy. And so without further ado, please welcome to the show, Marcus Ogden. Hello, Marcus. How are you? What's going on, Colleen? You doing all right? (laughs) I'm living the dream. I'm I'm in joy. Every day is in joy. And you know what? I'm spending my birthday with you. Oh, my God. Happy birthday. 21, 22. How old are we now? It's Shamil Shamazel. Yeah, yeah, you're close. <laughs> good, 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 good. I like that. We're, we're, we're right there, but not there yet, but close enough. <laughs> so I'm excited for our discussion today around authenticity and joy. Um, so it's all the same to you. Let's just dive into it. Let's go. All right. So tell me what, um, you know, of course, I can sit there and go up to Webster's and and look up authenticity myself. But what does that mean to you? What is your definition of authenticity? Authenticity means to me, it is being who you are at the moment, at that point in life. For example, if I tell everybody, I'm a football player, I'm an NFL athlete, rah, 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 that's not authentic. Now, if I say I used to be a football player, and I'm a speaker, coach, consultant, podcaster, that's authentic. If I tell everybody I'm a married man, that's not authentic because I'm not. I'm divorced. And if I tell everybody I'm single and I just moved to a new house and I'm trying to get my life together and I'm trying to adjust to what happened to me, that's authentic. So authentic calling is being who you are in the moment, realizing it and accepting it and not trying to be something that you're not. I love it. So you're owning your truth. That's awesome. And what made you settle on that as, as your mantra for your business and your life? Because so many people are trying to do something or be something that they are not. And unfortunately, social media can sometimes push that narrative. And I want to be the guy that people know exactly who you are, who I am, excuse me and not try to be something that I'm not. Because when I'm something that I'm not, I'm not being what I really need to be. Totally agree. And I feel like as you were talking, that that phrase imposter syndrome, which 
causes me to personally like twitch in that phrase. <laughs> um, but that's what kind of pops up that you're sort of faking it. You're not living with your truth and being in the moment. So I think that's kind of what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Because an imposter syndrome is kind of a combination. It could be one and or both where you're being an imposter on purpose because you're trying to fit in or you are basically afraid to do something and you feel you're not good enough and imposter syndrome sets in. Either way, it's a problem, right? It's a problem. And, you know, we were chatting offline before we started about, you know, people, there are a lot of people who want to get into podcasts, a lot. But podcasting costs money, costs time. A lot of people, 95% of people do not monetize a podcast. They don't. We are one of the five. This is me being authentic. We've closed over 40s, between 44 and 46 sponsors of our show in under 12 months. So we're now going to help people who want to monetize their show, give them the playbook of what I have done. And that is part of why I am authentic. I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to try to sell this, right, Colleen? But I haven't done it on my side. How am I going to help you? That's imposter. That's you saying you can do something, but you can't. But at the end of the day, it's all of us being who you are and being really okay, right, Colleen? And being joyful about who you are. Yep. That's a great segue. Um, so your mantra is really wrapped up in authenticity. Mine is wrapped up in joy. So give me an idea of what brings you joy every day, what lights you up and helps you to reflect your purpose. So for me, what brings me joy is having great conversations with great people like yourself and just interacting and helping others move from where they are to where they want. I heard you say it, you know, you're trying to get to where we're at. You're 10 episodes in, right? It's amazing. That's awesome. And let me tell you something. You are already over 75% of podcasts. 75% of podcasts don't make it to episode 10. So be proud of yourself. That's a huge accomplishment. Like you said, we've done 250. But again, right? We've been doing this for a while. And again, because of our amazing sponsors, because of our amazing guests, because of our amazing, you know, what we worked hard for, we're able to do that. And that's why I'm really excited about helping people like you who have a show, that have a following, have a message, monetize, so you don't end up shutting it down because you don't want to put, continue to put money into it, which I understand it happens. Trust me, you want to throw money away, nobody does. When you're making money, right, Colleen, you're enjoying it, you're allowed to do what? Help more people. So that is what it is to me to be joyful, like being around great people with great energy. I love it. That's, that's perfect. So one of the things that you talk a lot about is, you know, success and how success needs to align to our internal value system. So what steps do you take to guide people towards discovering what their value system means and how that aligns to their goals? What kind of advice do you have for people that maybe have veered off track and need to reset? So, for example, so what happened to me is I just took a notice. I love these type of questions because I have my own show, which you know. So I remember when I lost everything, right, Colleen? And I had to figure, okay, well, what am I going to do next, Right. And I had to come home and I had to reset myself 
and figure out what three things I do best, right? Your value system is about how you view the world, how you treat people. That should always be fixed, right? But what you need to figure out is if you're trying to be able to do with your life, how can you connect what you are good at to align with your value system, right? So again, we are working on a, a cohort program online to help people with podcasters. You know what I'm saying? I'm taking it a step further. I want to help coach people to be able to monetize their podcast, right? That's a value system of mine because I'm all about what giving back. So when I figured out what I did well, I was able to focus on not just the money and all that. I focused focus on the value that I brought to people. When you do that, that's when it's all about moving in the right direction. Value, joy, authenticity, they are all in the same sphere. They are all in the same you know, you know, um, stratosphere because they're all about helping others, right? When you're joyful and you're happy, you want to help others. When you're giving value, you're helping others. When you're authentic and you're who you are, you're not sugarcoating stuff, you're not BSing stuff, boom, you're, you're making moves, right? So to me, it's all about figuring out what it is that you want to do and then tie it into your value system of being good, being helpful, living off what I call retconning the, the character ethics, joy, uh, you know, um, Value, loyalty, honesty, truth, patience, temperance. When you live in those spaces, then bring over what you love to do. That's going to help you get where you want to go. Now, I think a lot of people can benefit from learning a little bit more about your story. Now, I've, of course, researched it. I would say, so my, my listeners, we get about 7,000 listeners and viewers a week, which is amazing. It's, it's roughly um, 65% women between the ages of 40 and 60. Now, I am an NFL fan, but not all of them are. So if you could talk us through a little bit of your backstory, you know, you, you made it to the NFL, which is amazing. Then your construction stint that I'd love people to see you know, and not to not to dig into your pain, but that's a huge part of your story and what made you who you are today. Give us an idea of what that journey was like and, and the bits and stress that you had to um, endure because lots of us fall and we hit the ground and we don't know how we're going to get out of our situation. And so I think you're so through a lot of hope. Well, it's interesting. You talk about joy as the essence of your show. And I'll tell you, there was no joy in my life when I lost everything. So I was a former NFL athlete, drafted out of the Howard University in Washington, D.C. We are the, in my opinion, the most uh, prominent historical black college in the world, uh, right there in Washington, D.C. Went there on a football scholarship, got drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars, played for almost six years in the National Football League. And I'll tell you right now, if you're listening, I don't care who you are, man, woman, young, old, it doesn't matter, right? At the end of the day, right, you have to be your own CEO, your own chief executive officer. If you want greatness, if you want to be able to say, hey, I want to be able to control my life, you know, you have to be able to say, you know what? Here I am. 
I am going to be my own CEO. So I learned that from Jack, uh, from Jack, right? And so what's awesome is I took that and I got into business and I got into business construction and I built this massive organization. We were an eight-figure business, crushing it, doing well, making lots of money. But unfortunately, my ego, along with that success, got bigger, bigger, and bigger, and I couldn't control it. And again, I don't care who you are, if you're not ready to handle success, success will handle you. And success handed me my booty in 2012, 13. And I ended up leaving Baltimore in 2013, April, moving to Raleigh, North Carolina with only $400 to my name. My cars were repossessed in the same day. My home was foreclosed on. I lost absolutely everything that I owned in my bad business deal. And I got to Raleigh, came down here, and go, and it was absolutely, I had to start over from the bottom. And I didn't hit rock bottom until as a custodian, which was not the rock bottom moment. The rock bottom moment was someone trash, nasty, spoiled, protruding, horrible smelling garbage getting all over my body, my skin, and my clothes. And that was my rock bottom moment. And when I hit rock bottom, I had two choices. I could either go left and say, victim mode, poor me, feel sorry for me. And I call it one of my favorite shows from people may probably know, people probably know it, but Married with Children. And I watch that sometimes all the time. Well, not all the time, a lot. And I call, I had what I call Al Bundy syndrome where I'm always talking about what I used to be. I used to be a great high school football player. I used to be a great college player. I used to be a great NFL athlete. Always talking past tense. So that was what I could have done to turn left, or I could have turned right and said, let's get this going. Let's get things going back. Let's get things moving. Bam. That's where it is. It's an amazing story, and I think it's so inspirational. I feel like people often feel when they've hit rock bottom that they're completely alone. For us, I put you on your show that um, one of my kids um, had a suicide attempt when they were 10, and that was obviously really shocking, but it completely crushed the family and it caused us to really reevaluate everything, our friendships, are my job. So I had a, a really thriving career um, that, you know, was uh, very well paid. But this moment of sitting on the rug in front of my front door where I was like, this is not how my life ends. This is not the end of our story. This, this isn't. Said, you know, you're kind of at a fork in the road and you've got to decide, like, is this really how the chapter or the end of the story to play out? And so I'm so grateful that you went right instead of left, um, because a lot of people do get in that victim mentality. And I think it's, you know, a lot of it is just what is bred around us. So it's just a natural um, way for people to think. But when you sit there and you say, hell no, that is not 
That is not my story. That is not where this is going to go. And it's that drive that gets you, you know, the opportunity and you end up attracting that greatness to you because of your mindset. So I'm so grateful you took the right turn. Well, so it's interesting, right? So after I took the right turn, came home, wrote down my three biggest strengths, I said, I'm a good communicator, I'm a good storyteller, and I want to help people. I said, okay, let's go ahead and be a speaker. And I started speaking in September 2013, so it's been a little over 10 years now. And I got no paid jobs for two and a half years. Got my first paid job April 2016 for Miller Mock College, and from there, took off. And learn the big, big coach, the value system, how to be a much better individual, how to lead with empathy, compassion, how to uh, bring more value than I was being paid by my clients. And in the last seven and a half years, I've worked for 54 Fortune 500 companies as a speaker. 54. And it is a blessing. I am a business coach. I'm a consultant. I am a best-selling author. I am a podcast host. I help people who want to monetize their podcast. I'm a brand ambassador. I help different businesses. And very, very fortunate that people like yourself want me on their awesome podcast and spread our message. But again, I'm a guy 10 and a half years ago that was bankrupt, broke, almost homeless, no money. No friends, no joy, nothing. And today I'm a guy that has rebounded. I have gone through a divorce. I have gone through bankruptcy. I have gone through losing it all. I have moved into an apartment. I have been down and out and feeling guilt and shame. I am a guy that has gone through the utmost darkest times you can imagine. But I'm now a guy who's full of joy full of happiness. I'm a guy that loves to actually be in his home. I remember when I was in my apartment, I was trying to find a reason to get out of it because I didn't want to be there. Because I was like, I don't want to live here. I don't feel like I deserve to uh, to be here because I had I, I didn't put this on myself, but that's life. That's mm-hmm. life, right? And so joy now for me is something where it is, and it's interesting, the name of my development is called Serenity. And the name of the street that I live on is called Serendipity. So I'm now in Serenity. Literally and literally and figuratively. I live on Serendipity Drive. Literally and in my mind. And when, I, when you or who are listening decide to live in Serenity or Serendipity, or be full of joy, be full of happiness, life gets so much better. Now, is it going to be where you're going to have hard times? Oh, yeah, you're going to have hard times. Absolutely, right? I had hard times in that apartment. But what really got me through was visualizing a better tomorrow, a better outcome. And when I finally hit that, right, with my mind saying, okay, I know where I want to be, My mind was just six months ahead and my body finally caught up. So now I have this home 
and I'm blessed and I have great things and people like yourself love what we do and we bring value to our clients and, you know, we are very, very successful at what we do. Like all the bravos, like, I don't know. <laughs> like if I was really smart enough, I'd know how to cue the applause button. <laughs> That's all right. I wouldn't either. That's a fair word. So one of the things that you just said really, um, I mean, so much of what you said resonated with me, but I'm a mindset coach. And so I work with people all the time on, you know, retiring limiting beliefs. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm too much of a All of the self-deprecating thoughts that we have that are programmed in the ego. Um, and my job is to really help those people see themselves the way that the rest of us see them. And so I'm curious as you, you know, you speak all over the country, maybe even outside the country, that part. Oh, of yeah, internationally, yeah. Okay. Well, you see lots of different people with different challenges and different, um, you know, blessings. What is the one thing that you would say to them to take that step forward? Stop living in the fear and in the self-deprecation. What is this thing? Because you were there. You were, you were bankrupt. You had no money. You were nearly homeless. How did you start to think about, you can have, there's more for you out there. What is the give them? Say, take that step. That's a good question. Looking back at my life, when I struggled and had to rebound, the four Bs led me, led me to the fifth B. The fifth B is victory. So let's go with the four Bs. First one is visualize, right? If you don't like where you are, have your mind create another atmosphere, another place, another image, another location. Like I said, living in that apartment, I did not want to be there. But my mind, once I made it up to visualize, visualize not this house, but something like this house, something that I could live in and be proud of and want to be in. So I learned how to visualize. So that's the first thing you got to do is visualize, okay? The second thing you got to do is vocalize, right? If you're listening and you do not talk good, positive self-talk to yourself, why would anybody else? Nobody else will. So you have to be man enough, woman enough to say, you know what? I made some mistakes in life. Okay, but I am good enough. I am smart enough. I am driven enough. I do provide value. I am credible enough. If you are not your biggest cheerleader, why would anybody else be? Third is vote. Vote. Do something positive every single day towards your mission or your goal, or your new desired environment. If you do not do that, all you are doing is you are putting yourself in a position to feel mediocre or less than that. And none of that's good. So voting is doing, like for example, in the apartment, I would shoot a podcast. I would go on a podcast. I would send an email. I would you know, talk to my clients. I would try to sell a product, a service. I would try to position myself and grow our media presence by posting on social, doing a video, whatever the case may be, right? Just get in the game. That's all we did. That's all I did. 
And I voted every single day. And then the fourth thing, right, is you have to change who you are around if you don't like it or your vicinity. If you don't like being around certain people, make the change. So when I visualize what I wanted, a better environment, when I vocalized, even though sometimes I didn't feel, I just kept talking to myself, you didn't deserve it to happen to you, but it's okay. Keep moving, keep going, keep progressing. I vocalized, voted. I did something every day positive towards my new desired environment. And then vicinity. I changed who I was around to get a better outlook on life, which led me to the fifth B of victory. When I said to buy my house, uh, six months ahead of schedule. I visualized buying my new home November uh, 15th of 2023. I bought my home May 15th of 2023. The mic drop right there, man. That is amazing. That is so awesome. And this is so um, like concrete and and I think people can easily consume the way that you've, you've put the, the bees together, I think is amazing. And I'll be sure to call that out, um, you know, when promoting this, because it's, it's really um, succinct. It's really concrete. And you feel like people can really relate to it. So I appreciate you laying it out that way. Um, you know, one of the things when I was preparing for today's conversation, I came across one of your videos about Aristotle himself had a coach. And you said, and I want to read this so I don't mess it up. Take advice from people who are credible in where you want to be and never let your ego get bigger than the big part of your soul. Which is your ego be better, bigger than the good part of your soul? Than mm-hmm. the good part of your soul. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love it. And so just, just double click on that a little bit. Just tell us. So, so what were we talking about before? how you are growing your podcast. And what I what we talk about, what is the number one thing that people need to really grow podcasts? Money, monetization, right? You and I were discussing, we're going to talk after this interview, but this is really important. Like you said, you said it to me. I didn't have to say it to you. You said, Marcus, you are credible in what you are presenting to me, period. Right? Like I told you, we've closed between 44 to 46 sponsors in under 12 months. All kinds of businesses. Right? So again, that's what we're talking about. Right? Find someone that's done what you are trying to do. Right? If I want to grow the podcast, somebody like Joe Rogan is perfect. Right? And then of course he's the ultimate but like, he's the guy, right? You talked about Rob Lowe. He's a great guy. He's done well. He's used his stardom to do what? Build a massive following. Ed Miley, Tony Robbins, so on and so forth, right? So again, if I wanted to go to this with the podcast, those are great people to do what? Take advice from, hire, why? They're doing it. They're credible. When you are trying to do something, why would you ever try to reinvent the wheel? What is that? What's the use of that? Right? It takes time. It takes effort. And here's the catch. You may not even get what you want because you don't really know 
what it looks like on the other side. So again, that's a perfect example of what we just mentioned. You said it to me. I have to say it to you. Marcus, you are credible in what you are presenting. And if you find someone that you jive with, that you connect with, that you can tell is credible and is doing what you want to do, at that point, it's all about, all right, do you and I connect? Is the value there? And let's go to work. That's really what it comes down to. Anybody, I mean, for example, one of our sponsors of our show, uh, he, he did work on my right shoulder, stem cell. I connected him with a former heavyweight boxer, Jamil McCline, who has had something in boxing the violence sport. Jamil talked to him yesterday, and I believe we're going to do business together. Jeff sponsored me and my show, and my job is to make sure Jeff meets the right people to do what? Grow his business. And Jamil's a friend, a former athlete, a brotherhood athlete. He's been hurt. He's been banged up. I know what it feels like. If Jamil can get what he needs from Doc, and Doc does what he does for Jamil, everybody wins. And that is the essence of who I am as an individual, right? It's all about people knowing that you're going to do what you say you're going to do when you are going to do it. And that is what Aristotle meant when he was coached by Plato. And that's what Alexander the Great was taught when he was coached by Aristotle. Those are the stories that don't make much in the history books. So I love that you just shared that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, here's the thing, right? I mean, that's the story. Plato taught Aristotle for 20 years. Plato passes away. Aristotle was not given stewardship to run the school. He leaves. King Philip II, Alexander's father, reaches out to Aristotle, says Alexander needs a coach. He comes in. He coaches Alexander on poetry, math, uh, you know, science, astronomy. He makes Alexander a well-rounded young man who was a military tactical leader. Bam! Alexander becomes the greatest conqueror of ancient history, and that's why Aristotle is more known than Plato, because Aristotle, all the teachings that Alexander was taught by Aristotle were dropped in every province that Alexander the Great conquered. Amazing. So who are some of your you know, board of directors or mentors? Or Great question. I have, a, I have a coach, Brad Mitchell, from the NAPSA program, National Athletic Professional Success Academy. Without Brad Mitchell and without my mentor, one of my mentors, Andre Collins, pushing me to go to NAPSA, who I am today would not be because I'm able to take my football skill sets and knowledge and communicate it in a language that people can understand and want to connect to and want to jive with. And when I did that in 2018, and I learned that, and I studied that, and I took time to develop that, ever since then, business over time has gotten better and better and better every single year. Well, I mean, you probably already know this, but you're really relatable and you come across really authentic. So I think, you know, people can see that they, they're attracted to that and they want more of that. So that doesn't surprise me that it's only gone up. 
Well, it doesn't surprise me that you're mindset coaching and helping because you understand. And the fact that you do that, you're going to be very successful with the podcast because you understand what it takes to get there. But like everybody said, it's a lot easier to get there when you have all the resources that you need. And that's what's helped us. And when we're able to really close more sponsors, get more income, help more people, it's helped us to grow our podcast faster to a wider audience. And your show should be doing that because it's a great concept. Joy is not talked about enough. You know, and again, joy is going to be embedded in your soul, right? That's joy, right? It's always there. Happiness will come and go, but you should always be joyful. Like I said, even though I didn't showcase it in the apartment, I still had joy. It was way underneath all the sorrow and the pain and the suffering, but it, had, it wasn't gone anywhere. But now that I'm in serenity, it comes out more. And I actually feel a lot better. Like I want to be home. I want to be somewhere. I want to be more stabilized versus like doing podcasts in my car or Driving somewhere, you know, whatever the case may be, because again, joy was there, but it was way, 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 way down beneath all the sorrow, the pain, the suffering that I was enduring. And now, on the other side, joy is much more surface level and showing through because I have learned that how I show it is about how I feel. And now that I'm in the right environment, I'm always going to be, because at the end of the day, it's not about money. It's, it's just about me being in an environment where I want to be, but more importantly, an environment where I want my daughter to grow up and has, she has her neighborhood friends and she could, yeah, and she has like a nice, beautiful backyard that, because in the apartment, it was like, it was like a little like small, little like patio. It was, everything was dark. I mean, my house, I don't even have a light on. This is my windows. I've got huge windows. My kitchen's over here. Like, Backyard, I can see like it's just that feeling of joy and that feeling of serenity because now I'm in that space. Yeah, you're in a home. Correct. Yep. Well, it's so interesting that you say all that, and I appreciate all the all the compliments. Um, I, I do feel like I am in a constant state of joy, and that is a choice. And I do feel like you know I'll get the occasional comment where people will say, "We can't be happy all the time," and I say there is joy. And there is happiness. And they are two totally different things. Mm-hmm. I'm choosing to see the situation for good. And there was this guy that um, I was walking by one day and I said, stay dry. Stay it was windy. And he said, well, it makes the ducks happy. And I was like, you're my people. That is exactly the kind of mindset. Like, does my hair like it when it rains? No. But Ultimately, you want nice green grass or nice flowers or whatever, you're going to have to take the rain. And so rain is a fact of life. Work with it. Same with snow. I absolutely hate being cold, but it's beautiful and I love the way it looks. And so I find a way to enjoy it. What I find when people are unwilling to make that, that first step, I always tell people, you only have to feel 1%... We only have to, when you're, when you're stuck, I should say, all you need is that, that desire that is 1% greater than the feeling of feeling like the living dead is what I used to call myself or the walking dead. You just need to feel like that little bit of drive to say that this isn't my life. You've got to let, you've got to look fear in the eyes, got to let yourself be vulnerable and I find a lot of people struggle with being vulnerable. That That is almost seen as a weakness and not a power. 
But when you embrace your vulnerability and you look at it for what it really is, suddenly this whole world opens up to you that you didn't even know existed. And so, you know, if I can just share, um, you know, my, my own teachings for anybody listening, it's just get curious. Just say, like, you know, trust your intuition enough to say, this is not my life and I want better for myself. You don't even need to know what better is or how to get there. There are people like me and like Marcus that can help you through that. But I think the crime in all of this is remaining stuck. When you make that choice to stay where you are and not push yourself outside of your comfort zone and get vulnerable, that's the crime. And that's what I try to impart on everybody I talk to. Just want better. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, life is short. You don't want to say, I wish I had done this. I wish I had done that. Because if you start saying that, then you start living your life with regrets. And again, that's how I felt in the apartment. Now I'm in my home and I got my life back and I'm helping a lot of people and I'm enjoying what I do. Now I'm living a life of fulfillment and happiness and joy because at the end of the day, it is a choice, right? It's a choice. I mean, you know, it's funny. I mean, I woke up Monday and man, okay. And then boom, I'm like, wait, damn, today's Wednesday. Like, I mean, my, my days move fast because I'm excited. I work a lot, but it's not like, you know, slow or nails on a chalkboard because I've chosen to approach each day as a blessing and being happy and being joyful instead of saying, oh, why is it Monday? Oh. And I said, sorry, Wednesday. You know what I mean? So like, you know, and I, I have a full day at work and it was just Wednesday at, at noon almost. So like half of Wednesday is already almost gone. So like, you know, it's like you got to just keep moving forward. Find the good in life, not the bad. Completely agree. And I've been a bad friend and I keep forgetting to put the banners up. So I'm going to do that in just a second. I talked about, um, you know, trying to get yourself unstuck. You can get your copy of my best selling um, journal called The Daily Dose of Joy. It's on Amazon and the link is right here. Um, Marcus's amazing podcast with over 250 episodes. That is monetized. It's called Get Authentic with Marcus Hogan. He is amazing and he's absolutely worthy for working. Um, but, you know, that's what you have to do for LinkedIn. We've got that here. But really, uh, you know, all of the socials are on our Any final words before um, we wrap it up? No, just another Aristotle quote. In times of extreme darkness, focus on the light. And I believe Aristotle meant joy. You, your inner happiness is the light to blaze the path, to blaze the trail, to help others. When you live like that, that's when greatness happens. Awesome. Thank you so much, Marcus. And this has been another amazing episode of Joy Unleashed. I want to quickly recap Marcus's four V's. They stand for visualize, vocalize, vote, and vicinity, which gets you to the fifth V, which is victory. And that is that is some really amazing guidance here. So I, I highly recommend you dive into that for yourself. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to Joy Unleashed. As always, it's my honor to be your host and joyologist, Colleen Greco. Follow me at the Colleen Greco on Instagram for daily motivation and inspiration. And don't forget to leave my show a review on Apple Podcasts. 
Until next time, sisters. <laughs>